This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by the transorbital lobotomy. Are you depressed or anxious? Do you have seizures, suicidal thoughts, or just headaches? Maybe you just feel unmotivated and need some pep in your step. Well, you're in luck, because we are decently sure that the lobotomy can fix all of these problems. It's a simple, painless procedure where we stick an ice pick into your eye, break a few small bones, and then just wiggle it around in your prefrontal cortex. Bring a friend and get your lobotomy half off. Sorry, I should probably unmute you, Max. You'll have to say all that again because I had you on mute. Bryce. <laughs> My bad. Come on, man. What I just you ruined your flow. You should Silent really not stuff. mess this up. This is uh... it's your big moment. Sorry. This is my big Pro- moment. Proceed. What, was I unmuted for the ad? Um, yes. Yeah, no, you, you were not. No, you were not muted for the ad. Okay, okay. Oh, I thought you this. said unmuted. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, right, right. No, okay. you're just... I had Let's get this muted. thing started. Yes. Stop. Perfect. Stop. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, the only podcast that reviews a different horror, horror movie every week. Uh, it's today, never been done. It's never been done before. <laughs> today, your hosts are me, Max Allen, the young, hip goofball. Here with me is Sydney, my competitor, um, and the lone survivor, Bryce Hansen. Folks, we are going back to our roots and reviewing exclusively horror movies. Kind of. Sure. What um, is this, Horror Movie Plus? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Heathens. That, that means it's not that our every fault. week, without fail, you will be supplied with top-tier horror movie content. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Make sure to rate and review... Um, and subscribe on iTunes, full video on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make sure to share. Send it to your mom. Um, also check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk, the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. If you want to add your piss to the community pool, go to horrormovietalk.com and call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail. And... Uh, Maybe Dave will hear it too. I don't you know, know. I hear he's doing stuff like that. You know, that's the kind of editorial leeway that you got to appreciate. You change P to piss, and it just adds. <laughs> it adds enough to where, like, huh? Yeah, that's a little. <laughs> that adds a little spice to it. That's a little spice. Um, so speaking about horror movies and getting back to to the brand, you know, origination. 
Let's uh, review a not horror movie. <laughs> yeah, guys, we have a great show for you today. Oh, my goodness. We will be reviewing Shutter Island, which is kind of spooky. Got it some, is kind of spooky. spooky. This, one, this one was voted by our patrons. Um, if you want to have a say in episodes that we create, a uh, certain level, you get to submit a suggestion for a movie and then vote on it and so this one um has actually been on the list for a long time like people there's been someone that's really wanted us to watch shutter island for a while and finally it got voted in so it's a thriller you know we're under the the big tent uh political philosophy of you know big tent horror so this is a thriller so technically any thriller is horrifying at some points sure why not whatever Shut up. Scary Let's part of this movie? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was scary. Deborah Logan in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh right. Oh my god. Who is Deborah Logan? She she's in one scene. She Oh. She's oh, was she the one that was like Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That one. All right, we're getting okay. too far into This isn't the spoilers section. Spoilers. Guys. Okay. <laughs> we'll start out giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we will be playing a new game that I made up called Skinamarink or My House. In this game, Bryce and Sydney will guess whether the pictures I show them are from the movie Skinamarink or just a picture I took of my house. I think I... this is great. That I'm really, really hoping fun. that this works out. I had a buddy of mine color grade them to look like the movie. <laughs> so if this works out, it'll be very funny. If it doesn't mm -hmm. work, I'll be a little embarrassed. I'm not a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, neither were the people that made Skinamarink, to be honest. All right, well, this is a very divisive movie in this in this area right now. Because were you, I... Are you a Skinamarink apologist, Sydney? I am, but that is not to say that I didn't love the episode that you and David did about it, because mm -hmm. it was hilarious, and I was like, I agreed with a lot of the things you said. I was just, <laughs> I watched it before it came out in theaters, um, mm. and I watched it at my house with all the lights off, and it was, that was scary. But in mm. the theater, I saw it again, and it wasn't as scary. So, mm. I think it all depends on experience. Yeah. I can't believe you watched it twice. I know. Yeah. I know. You got nothing right? better to do. <laughs> I live for horror. I got a great horror movie that's about paint drying. Uh, you're going to love it. All right. Fuck Let's guys, get into whatever. this review, guys. <laughs> Shutter Island can be found on Paramount Plus or for rent anywhere you rent movies like Amazon Prime or YouTube. The synopsis of the movie is Shutter Island is directed by Martin Scorsese and it stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Teddy Daniels, a rough and tumble U.S. Marshal who doesn't play by the rules. His partner Chuck, played by Mark Ruffalo, also does not play by the rules, but he's a little less rough and tumble about it. <laughs> <laughs> the two have been assigned to investigate a missing person at a prison for the criminally insane located on a remote island. As the duo look further into the mystery, they reveal more questions than answers, and it seems like no one is telling the truth. My review of this movie is that a lot happens in Shutter Island, and every scene feels like it's packed with symbolism and clues. Um, although I'm not usually a huge fan of movies that are over two hours long, Shutter <laughs> Island 
kept me engaged the whole way through, which except for a few dream sequences that I felt like went on a little too long. Um, but the characters have deep and disturbing history and it's fun to watch the whole mystery come unraveled for a smart person who pays attention. The twist may seem obvious the whole way through. That was not my experience at all. I was so confused the whole movie and every attempt at filling me into what was really going on went right over my head until the pieces finally clicked in the end and I felt like a big idiot for missing so many clues that were being thrown at my face the whole time. <laughs> um, it's enjoyable, it's weird, it's dark, it's thought-provoking, and the performances are great. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the theaters, and um, it's such a weird thing because like this is a really good movie that's probably enjoyable on the second viewing even you know almost immediately after you watch it um it's a martin scorsese film so it's not going to be shitty um it's very capable it's not it's kind of uh underappreciated in his filmography but i think it's fantastic i i i love shutter island um I'd, I'd probably agree. It's not like the, always at the top of my list, but um, I remember the experience of watching it in the theater and just like coming away kind of in awe. Uh, I'd also give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also love this movie. I love Martin Scorsese, one of my favorite directors ever. Um, and yeah, I think first time I watched it was in high school by myself, and then I watched it pretty shortly after with my dad and my sister when we were on vacation and like my sister was a little a little young to be watching it I don't even know if she liked it <laughs> but um we I I loved it just as much on the second watch and I've I've loved it like every single time I've watched it after that um and yeah I'd probably give it I'll, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 like I don't I, I think upon this watch I was like it wasn't hitting as hard, but that also could be because I have seen it like five times. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I, I know every symbol and every, all the twists and everything that's going to happen. So, but still love it. Love, love it a lot. Oh yeah. I I it's definitely one of those like that I'd say, if you don't know anything about it or haven't seen it, uh, skip the spoiler section because you should. This is definitely a movie you should see without having yeah, it don't spoiled. Even listen well, to and this I'm episode. I'm thinking I'm gonna give the biggest spoiler like right at the beginning of the spoiler section because everything won't make sense unless we right. have that. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And it's I mean it's almost I always almost hesitate to say it because like if you say don't watch a movie, uh, so you don't if you haven't had it spoiled yet, it's like well if you're expecting a something that happens that can be spoiled then it also almost makes it easier to understand yes, what's coming yeah, and, but mm -hmm. in this one i think even though it, it, having that saying like something's off like pretty much while watching it even if you don't know anything about it like there's something off and that that's like intentionally made apparent that yeah you know, people aren't telling the truth like there's right. some missing information that you don't have um, but yeah, I definitely say if you haven't watched this movie, uh, go watch it first before you see the spoiler spoiler section. I think I we hit on a real opportunity to the fact that Max hadn't seen this movie because <laughs> that's know. a really important perspective. To I have. was just watching awesome. every scene. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. 
but then I, <laughs> then I did get it, okay? Uh-huh. I think, so. Yeah, I watched it with my boyfriend, and he was like, there's got to be a twist, and, like, the whole time he was like, is it this? And I was like, I like to, like, not say anything if someone hasn't seen it, but I was just like, uh-huh. no. And then he would be like, is it this? And I'd be like, no. And he couldn't get it. He didn't get it until yeah. the very end, and it was it was good. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Time for the mid-roll. If you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you probably do not have to. Go over to Patreon. Check out those sweet, sweet tiers. There's hours and hours of bonus content, and one of the tiers gives you access to an ad-free version of the podcast. Although, I heard from Bryce that he leaves the mid-roll in. <laughs> kind of, uh, Listen, there's advertisements, and then there's mid-roll. Like, let's, you know... It's a little false advertising, but... So, All right, whatever. It's better than hearing the... Trust me, it is better than hearing the ads. I hear the ads, and it's not fun. Right. So go head on over to Patreon, sign up for that tier. It's not that much money. It's like $6 a month. Easy, okay? Also head over to the HMT shop at HorrorMovieTalk.com where you can find merch that will make you stand out from a crowd and look fresh as hell. Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble, a professional artist who makes love gently he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans contact him at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on instagram and make your artistic dreams come true tell him hmt sent you now don't forget that number is 682-253-4468 thanks again for listening let's get into spoilers So, this movie starts out well. Okay, get into it. Should I get just should next. I just say <laughs> what this movie is about? Like what happens? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Why not? What's the spoiler? The big spoiler is that the main character is a patient or an inmate in this facility that he's going to investigate, and this whole elaborate. Uh, dramatization is to help him cope with the horrible things that he's done or seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's it's played straight as if you know it, it. The opening shot is just him in his, uh, you know, he's a U.S. marshal. His name is Teddy Daniels. He's on a boat and he's uh, sailing to the island where he's going to investigate a missing person and he you know immediately meets his partner which was the first thing i thought was weird because how has he not met his partner before they got on the boat but right. they meet- there's two people on the boat <laughs> going to the island and, and his like- partner's from seattle and he's from boston and it's very weird yeah it's like but yeah, the fact that there's two people on the boat and you're like, who the huff, who the fuck are you? I'm your partner. Oh, okay, cool. Well, it's nice that we finally met yeah. on this boat to the island. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, th- they drop some good lore here. Teddy mm-hmm. talks about how his wife died in a fire, um, which, you know, he talks about more later. But uh, it's, I don't know, it, it just felt... At this point, I was already like, kind of like, oh, I'm getting thrown at a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they arrive at the island and they meet like the guards and stuff and everyone's just like heavily armed and acting like really weird yeah and yeah. and like it something feels off like the entire time because i it's but you like kind of write it off as kind of a um kind of the trope of like a insular community like you're entering an insular community at this like mental um hospital or what what do we call it mental asylum asylum for the criminally yeah. insane um so like it feels like there's you know kind of the all controlling leaders at the top and then you know it's kind of cult like with the with the officers like the security guards and stuff where it's like they've got their own rules and so they arrive on the island and they immediately get their guns taken away from them teddy and his mm -hmm. his partner he's and... like i'm a u.s marshal he's really <laughs> looking that boston accent yeah. he's like i'm a u.s marshal i need my gun i need yeah. it and i'm like okay yeah I'm from Boston. I can do that. Um, but... <laughs> Honestly, Sydney, I'm a little disappointed in your Boston accent for the fact that you live in Massachusetts. I, I don't really have one. It's like really, I, I, can, I, I can get my dad on here. He could do a better job. But like, right. <laughs> sorry. Um... We should have a Boston accent off and see who, which one of us has the more convincing accent. I'm terrible at accents, always. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm really good at it in my head until I open my mouth. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> yeah, Bryce, but like, yeah, um, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Bryce. I don't want to scare you, but my computer's having troubles right now. Oh, what's it saying? Um, well, it stopped charging and is acting like it's going to die in a minute. Even oh. though it's plugged in. So I'm wondering if it's just been on too long. I don't usually use it for this hmm. long. I don't know. I don't know. How much power do you got left? It says 13%, but it's been plugged in the whole time, so I don't... And it's ticking down? Yeah, it's been ticking down the past few minutes. Oh, no. Hmm. Oh, no. Well, if we lose you, we'll pause, and we'll pick it back up Okay. in, in a little bit. I would have to charge my computer. I don't know how long that would take. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to happen. It's all right. Um, you got another, you probably don't have another charger or anything. This is my only charger. It works usually. I think that's just all the programs running and they've just been running for too long and it's like getting hot. Mm. And... Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we okay. get to it. I'm or sorry. we'll just have a really quick episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'd have to finish this up in the next 10 minutes, I think. We're done. <laughs> we did it. All right. Um, so yeah i mean they they come on it's kind of an insular community and there there's just a lot of weirdness throughout like what was the stuff that that uh stood out to you max is it like on deborah your first logan viewing? looking at him with bloodshot eyes and going <laughs> right i was like that's and the woman from the thing back. yeah she's never she, back. she never comes back which i think is like really cool and it adds to like the suspense of the movie and it's also interesting because like like you mentioned in the um, synopsis review, um, you were like, oh, it's like, seems like no one's telling the truth. But once you get the big reveal at the end and you like think back to everything that everyone said, like most of the people are telling the truth. Like everyone mm. is being honest, but the only one that's not really being honest is Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Like, he's the only one that's actually... Because he is so traumatized that he can't process anything that's going on. So he's just, like, straight up lying most of the time. Um, right. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, the other the other bit of information, you know, not only is Teddy Daniels um, a patient, but his partner, Chuck, is his doctor. Yeah. So, like, that is the other part that's, like, on rewatching it. Like, that's where a lot of the, um, like, extra information goes, where it's like, oh, yeah, I probably didn't realize this when I was watching it first. But there's a lot of glances over at Chuck. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like kind of checking in with Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way Chuck acts around Teddy and and with other patients um, is really interesting. Yeah. Um, there's there's a moment when, when they hand over their guns where um, Chuck can't really get his gun out. And uh-huh. it's clear that he's never used a gun before. And he's like f- right. you know, fumbling it. And it's like, like at first I was like, what is this guy a bad a a dumb cop but then i realized that you know it took me the whole movie to realize that this because he's not a cop yeah yeah because they mention um the doctor his name i can't remember what his name in the i don't remember dr sheen or something like that oh sheehan yeah yeah dr sheehan because it was like an elusive Dr. Sheehan, like, where is Dr. Sheehan? Where is he? He's not yeah, here. Yeah, he just let... The, even some <laughs> of the lines were like... Because the, the way that we find out about this Dr. Sheehan is that the, Leo is interviewing all the staff mm-hmm. of the of the prison. And they're talking about the last known... The last time anyone saw this missing prisoner was at this group session led by Dr. Sheehan. And and Leo's like, well, who's this Dr. Sheehan guy? And the nurse that he's interviewing like kind of looks over at Chuck and he's yeah. like, he's the primary care doctor. And they're like, oh, well, where is he? And then I think it's Ben Kingsley's character says like, uh, he just left on the ferry this morning. He's on vacation. <laughs> which is not a lie. He didn't say he was on vacation. He said he left on the ferry this morning, which would be true because in in retrospect like him and leo had to leave the island to come back on the ferry to arrive on the ferry yeah um and so they're trying to call in this doctor and like chuck standing next to him the whole time so there's a lot of like knowing glances to chuck that are interesting on on rewatching it um right the other the other thing on rewatching it is how many times um Teddy is like disparaging towards the mental patients. They're like, oh, you should probably just fucking kill him. Like these people don't deserve <laughs> to live. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like choking him out. He's like, ah. And then, and it is funny when the reveal comes with um, Chuck because like um, there was a moment where they they like break into Ward C and he's like chasing around this p- the patient that's like tag you're it and he's chasing him around Leonardo DiCaprio gets him in a fucking headlock and he's like about to get ca- or he's, he's choking him out and he's about to kill uh-huh. him and Chuck's like what are you doing like what are you doing like why are you doing that and he's like he attacked me and he's like no 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 we don't do that so it's like once you <laughs> once you get to the reveal it's like oh that's why because he was like attacking leo in a way right. but yeah maybe he wasn't because it's well, all yeah. in his and, head and all the yeah all the times that he's like these people are 
these prisoners are fucking crazy yeah. to like the to the the staff and like the staff have these like knowing laughs like they're laughing a little too hard at that and you're like oh yeah because you're talking to a fucking insane person yeah. saying like what's wrong with these fucking people so after they get to the prison they meet the like head doctor and he kind of fills them in about the missing patient who's not really missing it's just um you know a ploy to get him to investigate to look around to think more about these things and so mm-hmm. um what is her name uh rachel Solando. rachel so they they say rachel just went into her her cage not her cage her room her cage. <laughs> and <laughs> And we locked the door. There's no window. And she just vanished. And, like, the first thing I'm thinking is, like, okay, well, that's not that's not possible. So that's a lie, right? But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They keep investigating despite that being a literal impossibility. Um, well, they find they, that little piece of paper in her room. Yeah. And it says, like, the law of four who is 67. And I, I still – I don't remember what the law of four was supposed to mean. I don't know if either of you do. But who is 67 really. was alluding to how there's only 66 patients. And who is the 67th patient? It's like, it's you, dumbass. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> the law of four had to do with, like, the anagram thing where oh, we switch around the names yeah. Yeah. Teddy Daniels, Andrew yeah. Latis, Rachel Solando, Dolores oh. something I don't remember yes yeah that's true um yeah so that yeah I mean the other thing is like on on rewatching it um now I realize like when they went in Rachel's room that was probably actually Teddy's, Teddy's room. room yeah um in the prison because he knew exactly where to look for that note um but yeah it's uh interesting one then you're given some information about rachel that she killed her three children but she's not able to like cope with it and so she just lives in there acting like she's living a normal life in the hamptons right and yeah. uh a lot of the stuff is like yeah a lot of what's like thrown out there in the milieu of like character information and characters and and plot like all jumbles together um because it all sounds very similar but also like confused and the reason for that being is that it's it's teddy's story mm-hmm. just mixed it's up kind of teddy's like story a... spread out to other people so he can see it right. with his own eyes yeah right um so yeah they they talk to the doctor he gives them the rundown they check the room and then they have that staff meeting where they find out that you know, basically no one saw her leave and they don't really get a lot of information out of this. And so they're leaving that meeting and the head doctor invites them for drinks later that night. And I thought that that scene was pretty interesting because we got a lot of information about Teddy's background, how he was in the war and he freed a concentration camp and like just slaughtered a bunch of Nazis and he feels bad about that, I guess. I don't know. Um, I know. It's like, okay. Like, I understand. Like, I bet killing someone is really hard to do. But, man, you did a good thing. You were on the yeah, right Yeah, if you're going to choose someone to slaughter, I mean, <laughs> you can't really go Nazis. wrong with Nazis. I mean, he's, like, yeah. looking at all the, all the people that they've killed at the camp, and they're just, like, 
you can't step on the ground. There's so many bodies. And yeah. then, you know, they kill him. And for some reason, he, like, thinks back on that as, like, I can't, I can never He's kill like... again. I went too far. <laughs> and it's funny because in that scene where they're having drinks with the other doctor or whatever, and that guy literally very clearly has a german accent mm -hmm. and then he's like leonardo dicaprio is like you're german he's like how did you guess i don't even get it and i'm like yeah, you've got a very good english accent you hit all the it's like no, no it's he fucking max von sydow like he sounds exactly like max von sydow which yeah. is very very german you know yeah, exactly <laughs> like, oh my god yeah there's a little bit that kind of gets lost in translation but um yeah, that's a that's a a great scene, and like you get the the contrast between Ken, Ben Kingsley and Max von Sydow, where it's like Max von Sydow's character, Doctor Nehring, he's much more like ominous, which you just attribute to you know him being a Nazi, but it's it's much more like it, it he's like um, more domineering you know yeah. over the situation and trying to like exercise control over the situation and and teddy and and chuck and from the first watch you're just like oh this is just kind of a manipulative like kind of egotistical psychiatrist showing his in intellect and then on rewatching it you're like oh it's just he's not on board with this whole char charade he's like no he he's still treating bottomize him yeah. yeah he's still treating teddy like a patient well you know, he's and still he, like he also puts forth like almost no effort to keep the secret alive he's like looking around at the guys be like you believe this guy you, you, you believe this guy he's crazy <laughs> this guy's crazy yeah uh whereas ben kingsley's character dr collie like there's a little bit of like undercurrent of nefariousness um but it's more revealed that like through him just lying and being caught in lies right um, but he's not, he doesn't seem like a, you know, Svengali or like some kind of overpowering, you know, person or trying to get one over on Teddy. It's more like he's, he's portrayed as part of the system, you know, and like not helping or, or not being wholly truthful to Teddy. Well, I felt kind um, of, but then in the end you realize like, oh, he's on teddy's side yeah. he's trying to save him from being lobotomized yeah right. he, he's really the good guy in the movie because he goes through a you know a very elaborate plan to try and help this man and it's uh yeah. not conventional but it's like he had to try something and he's like one of the he talks about like the medicines that like the different medical practices for mental patients and he's like oh there are people that really focus on like pills and i don't really like to do that unless it's like a specific case and then there are people that want to just lobotomize and make people zombies and i don't want to do that either i just want to talk to them like they're people and like he really explains this to teddy it's like come on man figure it out and teddy's like well these people are fucking crazy i don't i don't <laughs> understand you should just you should treat them like animals and he's like yeah skip the lobotomy just kill him just put him <laughs> yeah. out of their misery and it's like man and ben kingsley's like man i'm just i'm trying to tell you something right now <laughs> like it's so good it's really good like when once you yeah. dissect it like this it's it's like every piece of the movie is almost perfect like it it works really well it falls apart a little on rewatching is like the elaborateness of the plan 
where it's like, so wait a minute, they had to get like multiple prisoners and staff to spin and agree on the storyline um and also just kind of also allow a mental patient to run free at certain times in the movie yeah where it really does run free (laughs) it does fall apart a little bit um but like it's it can be explained away as like okay this is not the first time that he's gone through this you know hallucination where they probably are very familiar with the story that teddy has woven about rachel salongo and his missing partner and and all this stuff to where like they probably have it relatively well rehearsed um and can play their parts the and then the other stuff with him kind of wandering free is kind of explained away as like there's a natural emergency and people were distracted and yeah. kind of let him go the, the one part where chuck kind of just let him go free reign is a little weird where it's like well wait a minute why does his doctor that was assigned to watch over him the entire time is like all right well i guess if you want to go to the lighthouse i'm just gonna go back see ya yeah. and then he disappears is, is a little He's weird like, i'm coming with you no you're not okay Okay. Yeah, you got me. Uh, but... I think it's really interesting. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to move on to the next scene, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to talk about Rachel Solando, like the two Rachel Solandos. I think it's like we have the one that's like not the real Rachel Solando, and then Teddy like cl- scales a fucking cliff by himself with no gear. Um, so athletic. He climbs so much in this movie. He's, he mm-hmm. climbs so much. So he scales a cliff, he finds a little opening, and he meets the, like, quote-unquote, real Rachel Solando. And I think... I want to know what you guys think about that scene, because I think, like, even with the ending of the movie, like, being the way that it is in the twist and all that stuff, I still think, like, she was also part of it. Like, that is really interesting to me, because it seems like she was just, like... She literally was an escaped person that was living on the island and was trying to talk sense into him. I know it's probably part of the scheme, but I like to think that she was the only person with, like, any real sense in the movie. I thought it was explained away as, like, that was a hallucination. Really? I Oh, my God, I've seen this so many times. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. No, there is no Rachel Solando. That that was one of the things they revealed at the end, right. which like no, he made up this anagram of his wife's name and says that this person escaped, which is also kind of amalgamation of his wife but also his state of denial around the whole situation. And in that scene it's really interesting right. in the in the cave, like the way it's shot, both her and Teddy's face are always obscured by the flame of the of the fire and so it's kind of off-putting and it's like something's something's weird about this and i think it's communicating like yeah this is you know ethereal or this is not actually happening and it also Um, makes sense that he wouldn't really be able to scale a fucking cliff and climb into a thing right yeah Yeah. so that yeah that makes a lot that's so funny that i never really picked up on that um, I was just no, like, it is it is confusing because it's it's another red herring. It's another redirect yeah. where it's like, oh, here we're we're finally getting to the truth. This is like, you know, a former psychiatrist that's being held here, and it's all like to set up the the internal 
rationale that the fake persona of Teddy is doing, where it's like, no, I'm an actual U.S. Marshal, but they're conspiring to keep me here. And, like, it's telling the story leading up to that point, and so he has to, like, get the rationale for why they're doing that from this fictional... And, dude, I was so on board. I was so just like, yeah, "Yeah, he is a U.S. Marshal, and they are keeping (laughs) him here. Why are they doing that? Why would they do that for experiments? For Nazi experiments, of course. Oh, it's the Nazis, because he fought the Nazis, and now he's with the Nazis again. It's all coming full circle. I thought that's what the movie was. And also when um when the movie started and like, you know, I've seen it a bunch of times and he it starts with him throwing up on the boat, it's like I immediately I immediately took a note of it and I said, um, he's so nauseous on the boat at the beginning because his wife drowned his children. Oh. Like I didn't right. even like I didn't connect that until I watched it this time and I was like, Oh, because he like doesn't do well in water and like it's interesting because it's an island and like there is like it's raining all the time like he is constantly confronted with the water but he will not face it and then like in jumping ahead when he meets when he George Noyce the other guy um that he's like I know a guy that's here um and he like goes towards the and talks to him and he's like you need to let your fucking wife go man you're mm-hmm. being an idiot and it's just there's just there's a lot of water, and he just won't let his wife go until the end when there's it's not raining anymore, and there's no more water, which is yeah. There's some interesting things it talks about in the in the trivia in um, IMDb where it's like, so Andrew Latus is wait, wait. yeah, Andrew Latus is is his actual name, yeah. and he's like got this aversion to water, and so there's all this like you know stuff with water but then also like the the fake you know teddy character he has an aversion to like fire so like he's never lighting his own cigarettes like he's always like got this weirdness around fire so like there's these it's not super consistent or like strong but like there's a lot of play around fire and water and like how the stories get mixed Mm -hmm. up between the characters yeah, because in the Teddy story, like, his background, it's like, my wife died in a fire. But in the real story, it's my wife burned down our apartment. Mm-hmm. And then we had to move to a house by a lake. And yeah. then she drowned the kids. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Very cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Very cool stuff. It, it is cool. And then eventually, when it when it gets revealed, you're like, oh, you put all these weird shards and stuff and, like it makes sense why there's these missing characters that like there's these names that keep mentioned but you never actually meet the person mm-hmm. or the person that you meet is so like otherworldly like when they when he meets andrew latus it's this conjured up monster yeah of a person where it's like oh oh you'll you won't miss him he's got a scar that goes from the top right part of his head to the lower left he's got white eyes he's, he's got evil. tattoos everywhere he's got shifty eyes uh, he's He's got an overbite. <laughs> He's got like it's like if you were to conjure up what a monster looks like, mm-hmm. what a serial killer looks like in in a film. It's like yeah, that's what Andrew Latus looks like when he when he meets him. And honestly, this, that kind of ties into the end, which we, 
I don't think we should get to quite yet, but he sa- he says a line about being a monster and, and viewing yourself right. as a monster, which I think he, you know, that just shows what he thinks of himself. Like he thinks that he is that exactly. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting. All these people that like you hear their name all the time, but you're not really sure if who you're sh- shown is actually the mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up being like either that person never existed or is a representative of another person. Right. And in the end, it all explains it where it's like, no, this is all Leonardo DiCaprio. Like this is all like his story spread across a couple fictionalized characters that have bits and parts of, of his story that he's trying to, you know, defend himself from confronting yeah there's a Um, really good scene after he scales that cliff and like meets the other rachel um where he is on the side of the road and he's like trying to figure out where he should go and then buffalo bill comes over in a (laughs) in a car and like picks him up and it's just a really good scene because uh the the guy he's the warden of the prison and he's talking to him he's he's still like you know he's honoring the doctor's wishes he's like not giving up the game but he's Mm -hmm. talking to him very condescending like i know who you are more than you know who you are because you're just like me we're both violent men right Mm -hmm. i like the whole trope of violence throughout the movie and how they talk about how like men are uh, men like us are inherently violent we're like we've never drawn away we're we don't start the violence, but we never pull back because we don't give up and like stuff. I mm-hmm. thought that was cool because he was like in the military and then he was a U.S. Marshal and like, like it's it was like, and he was very violent throughout the film, even without knowing the twist or anything like that. Like he was always ready to mm-hmm. go, and um, so I I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Bryce, would you consider yourself a violent man or a man of violence? No, I'm a lover. Yeah, <laughs> me too. No, I don't. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like when I hear stories of people getting fights with their brothers or like getting in like actual physical fights, I'm like, yeah, I've never. It's never been an avenue of recourse for me. Like it's just never. I've never gotten to that point. Um, but yeah, I mean whatever that's a that's a really cool scene like because in the context of the truth it's like the warden is looking at you know even though it sounds like he's condescending to to teddy he's actually like talking to him as an equal Mm -hmm. you know he's like saying Mm -hmm. like i know all these you know doctors have their opinions on you and like have labeled you as you know a problem for society but i know the reality is like this violence is within us and the only difference between you know us and you know a a violent criminal patient in this place is like it's highly situational you know and it's like what would you do if this happened you know and it's like kind of knowing this communication between the the warden and teddy where it's like you know game sees game like i know what you went through i know it's within you um there's nothing really that separates me and you um, except, you know, I didn't murder my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's that the one is, difference is between out. you and I. Right. Um, and then uh, he, sorry. 
Oh, no, go for it. Well, then he takes him to the the hospital part again, and he meets up with the doctor, and this is when the doctor starts telling him, partner? You didn't have a partner. You came here alone. Like, who's Chuck? I don't know who that is. And this is just, like, making Teddy so mad. He's like, what are you talking about? I have a partner. Mm-hmm. So, What did you think about that, Max? Like, do, did you believe it? I was like, Were where's you his like, partner? Oh what they do to him? Yeah, I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's it's this uh you know this gaslighting mm-hmm. that happens and and it even seems a little weird on, on rewatching it. It's like, well why did they do that? And it's all like you know, kind of leading to trigger him to confront what's actually going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Or lead him down like the story that he made up in his head. So I guess in the story that he made up in his head before this experiment was he has a partner, but his partner disappeared, and they're holding his partner somewhere in the facility. And he's, you know, that's one of the mysteries that he's trying to solve. So, like, they're playing into that narrative and saying, like, "Oh yeah, you're there was you never had a partner. Like, who are you talking about?" Um, which is probably something that he, you know, used to confront normally. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he makes his way to the lighthouse finally um i don't know am i skipping no forward i think too that's much? pretty much where we're at uh, we just... so he makes his way over to the lighthouse because he thinks that that's where they're keeping chuck right he thinks that um mm-hmm. they're like experimenting on him in there so uh oh did we lose him is he gone I think he's gone. Oh, oh no. Rip Max. Okay, oh, let's yeah. uh let's stop this for now and then okay. we'll let Max um get back in a second. All right. Hopefully his computer works. <laughs> uh All I just right. realized, you know, Max, don't worry about it. Um you're not the only one that's making this episode a shit show. I realized I never changed my background and I never pulled my green screen forward, so um <laughs> And now the uh, suspension of disbelief is gone with you because we see a green screen now. So this is all just... Everything's falling apart. I've ruined the Shutter Island, the Mm long-awaited Shutter Island episode because my computer died (laughs) while we were recording. So let's let's, uh, wrap this up here. He was uh, going to the lighthouse because he thinks that's where his partner is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he thinks that they're going to lobotomize him or like do some experiment on him there. So he's trying to go save him. Yeah. And then so it's revealed the whole thing. And this is like, even though I've seen it before, it's just one of the most crushing endings in film is mm-hmm. this story. And like, even if we you were just to show the flashback of him experiencing what happened to him, like it's one of the saddest things you'll ever so horrible and man i was crying because like he's he's got a eldest daughter and two younger sons and that's like what my family is and it's just he comes home and he finds out that his wife has drowned all of his children and like he doesn't find this out for several minutes and just is devastated 
you know, and he's like, no, something off is off because his wife is drenched. And, uh, and then he's like dealing with the aftermath and his wife is like, it's going to be fine. We'll just use them as like dolls and set them up. And he's like, stop talking. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, please stop talking. And then she's like, you know, it's obvious that she's doing this to provoke him and to get him to kill her. And she like yeah. even basically begs for him to kill her when he obliges. So there's a lot of like, yeah. And, and the, the context is like, Oh, his wife is having a mental health um, crisis and he's ignoring it. And instead like turning to his job and alcohol and he suffers the consequences of it. And so he feels responsible not only for, killing his wife um but also for the death of his kids because he didn't he didn't you know take advantage of the the warning you know he didn't like get his wife to seek help or or help her in the moment and so like it's so devastating that it all it also just makes it believable that like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like someone that would break someone's brain like losing their entire family and being responsible i know he probably like wanted to go to jail or whatever after this because he was like so broken he just like wants to he's defeated but don't you think he could have gotten out of it i mean he's a u.s marshal he could have just been like and then she came with a knife and i, you know, I had to shoot her <laughs> He obviously, yeah. if they had to do this elaborate scheme for two years, it's revealed for two fucking years, they have been doing the same thing over and over again. And they're like, this was our last resort. We tried to help you. We tried to do other things. You were just so violent. So we've been doing this role play for so fucking long and you just don't get it. Like, I love Ben Kingsley's performance when he reveals all this to um, Teddy. It's like, or Andrew. Um, It's like, he really is like, man, I tried to fucking help you. I really wanted to be on your team and I have been on your team for two years, but it's enough. I'm fucking over it. Like you need to figure it out or, and if you don't realize it right now, you're getting a lobotomy. That's the ultimatum that they gave me. And it's just really sad because Ben Kingsley does not want to give him the lobotomy. He's like, I really don't want to do this Mm -hmm. to you, but you're not getting it, man. It's really sad. Yeah. it, It adds the context of like kind of the internal or like the, the, um, the sea change that's happening in psychiatry during that time around like, surgical intervention with with a brutal like medieval procedure of you know the lobotomy Mm -hmm. versus like pharmaceutical intervention or you know just uh, empathetic intervention and just treating them like human beings uh, which was revolutionary at the time but yeah i mean it's it's this difference in philosophies and they're just at the end of their ropes that Teddy is so violent and dangerous that, you know, the the only option left is lobotomy unless he can just, like, cure him, which, to be honest, is just not re- realistic. Like, you can't no. just take someone in severe psychosis um, with hallucinations and be like, all right, 
time's up. We got to cure this guy. Um, so You've it's been like six for too long. Yeah. And uh, eventually like they kind of, you know, it's shown that they do kind of heal him, but they say that he's had several realizations like this before, but have, has gone back. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, like, the reality is like, well, that's just going to happen again, even though mm-hmm. the end of this movie uh, makes it more of a choice for Leo's yeah. character. Yeah. That like he's, you know, he, we're basically told that he's acting like he's starting the psychosis again, but it's intentionally to uh, basically kill um, Andrew Latus, you know, or to kill... <laughs> you know the violent person that he actually is yeah he says something like is it better to live knowing you're a monster or to die thinking you're a hero or something like that right which is like kind of shows that like he probably does uh still have his memories intact and and he remembers but he's choosing to to end it on his terms Mm -hmm. well yeah and that's also kind of the the message of the whole movie which is like yeah he doesn't mentally want to be able to confront who he actually is which is someone that killed his wife and so he makes this elaborate you know hoax up to himself um and that's the rationale because he doesn't want to be that monster um Mm -hmm. but then he makes the choice in the end but really like it's it seems tragic and it seems like oh no like this could be avoided but in all honesty he's going to relapse anyways, you know, it's just a matter of time anyways, and might as well do it with eyes open, um, yeah. as opposed to having it thrust upon him. So it's, so it's a very bittersweet, just devastating ending. Um, that's a great movie. It is great. And I literally didn't understand it until that last scene in the lighthouse where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I, I like I was Teddy like I I was believing him I was living in his world and then I, I was like oh it's all fake it's all fake yeah I think most people when they watch that it's they it's the same thing like literally my boyfriend did not until the end he was like wait I thought the doctor was evil and I was like that's what you're supposed to think that's what you're supposed to think mm-hmm. and you the movie got you and that was that's the whole point i think that's great i think it's great when you watch a thriller mystery kind of thing and you have no idea what what the twist is going to be because that makes it so much more entertaining like it's awesome yeah yeah it's it's a it's kind of a master class in in that and like misleading your audience like it's you know scorsese is such a great director that he knows how to do it and like put those like um clues in it but ju- also just make it feel like something's off you know mm-hmm. like i remember watching it originally and just little little things in that are like um what's it called continuity errors that were intentional but just yeah. throw you off i don't know if you caught any of those like when the woman picks up the glass and goes to drink and there's no glass in her hand I yeah. wrote that down. I wrote that down. I was like, what the fuck? I, I had to rewind it and look at it again because I never noticed that before. And I was like, are you serious? And it just makes it all makes sense because Chuck never got up to go get her water. Like he never did that. He that it was all planned or he did or he didn't get her water at all. It's just like, right. It's perfect. Um. So 
who would like this movie you think i mean this one's kind of universal like this is yeah kind of i mean it's a scorsese movie it's like it's for everyone if you want like a really tight thriller mystery like this is such a great example of it Mm -hmm. it's gonna stand the test of time it's it's underappreciated i mean when you look at scorsese's um filmography like this is where there's kind of a dip like Mm -hmm. he he just made what did he just make off of this i think they they did the aviator and um the departed right before this the departed was four years before yeah so yeah and then i think after this he made hugo um which to me is like okay (laughs) i haven't seen any of those movies the departed is great the departed Um, one of my favorites of all time oh that is a great another boston movie it's great yeah I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next movie on Horror Movie Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a horror movie. <laughs> depends if the patrons vote for it. Um, true. But yeah, I mean, I think it, I, I think it's underappreciated. And actually, and I think in a recent interview, he talked about how he kind of regrets directing this movie at that time in his career, which is weird. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any, you know. I would hope that he wouldn't have any regrets because it's a fantastic movie. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just people expect like this crazy, like he made, he has made such incredible, like story. Like he's made such incredible movies, incredible storytelling, like, um, you know, casino and Goodfellas and all of those. So it's like, people expect that kind of movie from him and so it's like when he's like i'm gonna do something scary and spooky mm-hmm. and like mysterious which is not something he does he just does a straightforward story most of the time like um but i don't know he's he's good at he's good at making things creepy and i think he should i think he should be proud of it i'm gonna tell him i'm gonna tell him that he should be proud you tell you tell marty i'll, send, I'll call I'll him <laughs> Well, unless you guys have any anything else to say about this movie, I think we'll go into our game. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Skin or or my house. Let's go. All right. So I think I need to be talking when we ever sh- whenever we show a slider, it won't appear full screen. But really? uh, so I'll just um... can you just take our like turn our cameras off and you'll be full screen the whole time. Oh, you know that's a good question. Oh, I can turn my camera off. Can I do that? I don't. Mine is off. No. I don't know if that helps, actually. It doesn't matter. Just come back on. It'll be okay. I'll just make sure to intro each slide as we go through it. So I assume, like, we're going to go through each slide and we have to guess whether it's your house or Skinner. Yes, I know which ones are in my house and which ones are not. I'm hoping you guys don't know that, but we'll see. Next slide. Okay. Is that a picture of Skinnamarink <laughs> or my house? Hmm. Holy shit. I'm going to say it's Skinnamarink. I'm going to say it's your house. That first one is Skinnamarink. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, remember it. All right. Next <laughs> next slide. Is this Skinnamarink or my house? 
this this is great. This is your house. Um, I'm gonna say it's your house. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's your house. That's my house. Yes. Nice. Nice. Close though. Only to that because corner shot. Yeah, only because like there's just not a lot of doors in Skinnerink. <laughs> you know. The last picture had a door in it. No. Or I guess you said it was just looks yeah, like a okay. hallway. Is that a door? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, third slide. Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> is that? What the fuck is that? Uh, is that... I'm gonna... it's some... so funny. I'm gonna say your house. I'm gonna say Skinamarink. That's my house. Yeah. What is it? What is it? I don't know. I sent over the pictures to my friend to color correct, and he sent this back, and I have no idea what that image is. But, <laughs> but it's my that's house. That's amazing. Okay, next slide. That's Skinamarink. I know that. Yeah, this this is Skinamarink. That's Skinamarink. I know, I know okay. it. This one? These are so good. This is This is good. I think this is your house. I'm going to say your house, too. That's my house. You guys are catching on to the... To the yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. I think this one's your house, too. I'm going to say Skinamarink. That one's Skinamarink. Fuck! Yeah! I don't really All remember right. that, but that was yeah. a shot in the dark. The fuck? Okay, this one's this one's your house. Yeah, it's your house. It's my house. <laughs> you guys, I think you guys see the differences. So it's hard okay. to get the exact color of that movie. Like, it is. I, it's, it's really hard. But these are good. I'm gonna. I think that's all. Of them. I gotta. I gotta compare. Okay, this one and this one. This one. Yep. Still, I don't know. Okay, here's the last one. This is the very last one. Oh, okay. Skinamarink? It's creeping me out, but I think it's your house. <laughs> that was Skinamarink. Oh. Yay! All right. Well, I think Sydney won anyways. I only got four. You both did pretty good. Champion. Better all right. We're all, all winners right. here. All right. You know, thank you guys for watching this episode of Horror Movie Talk. Um, thank you to the patrons who uh, asked us to watch this movie. And we will see you on the next one. Well, will we? I don't know. Hopefully. Bryce will. I will. <laughs> All right. See y'all. All right. Bye. 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 Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. You get nothing. It's <laughs> Wow, that didn't sound good.